stronger, be wiser. Our seat, our table. This is our voice, our time, our moment. Our seat, our table. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Our seat, our table. Good morning, Barbara. How's it going? It is going. It is going. <laughs> so you are listening to Our Seat, Our Table, The Leadership Lounge, and we are here live on WPRK 91.5 FM, Rollins Radio. Daryl, it has been a week, mm-hmm. I tell you. In, in, We're in mid-May. So many levels. It has been and, and it is internally and externally if we're paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Turn your volume up. Let's see. Okay, are you good? You got me? Say it again. Check, check, check. Me? Mike, Mike, Mike? You're on. Okay, good. Yeah. It's been interesting. And uh, just a few minutes before we came on air, that was almost a program right there, what we were talking about. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If you're driving the bus, so which way are we going to go with that? So Yes, yes. So somebody's trying to call me right now. So listen, uh, Daryl, we, we're going to talk about it all today. Today is going to be a good day. And um, I know LaWanda is going to be joining us. She's going to text me and let me know that she is available to speak with us. Uh, LaWanda Thompson is a community member advocate. We've brought her on the show uh, before. Uh, She is the um, producer, um, organizer for the upcoming Malcolm X Book Fest, Mm -hmm. which is tomorrow in the Martin Luther King Park. Yes. And um, by the library, right? Yes. You can't miss it. So um, it'll be from 1 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. tomorrow. 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. That is right. Once again, that is the, and I want to believe this is maybe the third annual year that she's doing it the third festival and it's the martin luther uh, martin luther king malcolm x book festival and i cannot wait to get her online Uh, i'm gonna give her a call and just kind of find out what inspired this book festival as well as find out who will be there i know she has a great lineup of performers spoken word artists, um, singers, um, community vendors. So I'm excited to hear what's happening with that. And and there's going to be a free book giveaway. Free book giveaway. For, for children who are accompanied by adults. Okay. Now, I, I tried to say, you know, I promise that I'll give these books to children. And she said, no, they have to be there with you. Uh-huh. 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 So the whole idea is to bring the children to the book festival. Mm-hmm. Adults, you cannot show up without the children. To get a book. 
to get a book. Uh-huh. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. So you're listening to Our Seat, Our Table, The Leadership Lounge. We are here. We try to be here every Friday from 9 to 10. And as I, as we always say, Our Seat, Our Table, The Leadership Lounge, it's a platform. It's a community platform for grassroots organizations, grassroots leaders as a way that they can tell their stories, talk about what they're working on in their communities. A lot of times grassroots programs, they're not able to pay for all the sophisticated marketing. Um, so they depend on the community to get the word out. We have a lot of grassroots leaders who are doing great things in our local communities, but we never hear about them. So that is why Our Seat, Our Table uh, was created. Um, as always, you know me, Barbara Chandler. I'm your host, and next to me is none other than... <laughs> He goes into space. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's just little old me in a little old chair. Yeah, yeah. And who is little old you? Uh, Daryl. Yeah. And so once again, once again, um, it, it's it's always fun to have Daryl here with me. So, Daryl has a sense of humor. Are you aware you have a sense of humor? Yeah. You are. Oh, okay. Good. Good. I didn't think you were that aware. Much I do. Okay. If you don't know nothing else no, about I, yourself, I, I know that. <laughs> and sometimes, see. Uh huh. Sometimes I gotta put a little governor on that one. Cause, <laughs> I'll cause, put a muzzle on it. Yeah, because I, I can go somewhere. Uh huh. That uh may not be mm. okay. I Cat, just got Cat, a text from Lawanda. She says that. I can do it. I'm in my car and I'm ready. Yeah. So she is en route to us. But Daryl, before we go in, tomorrow is actually. Malcolm X's birthday. I'm, That's, I'm, I'm not confirmed on that. You're not confirmed on that. Okay. But delete. It, it's close. <laughs> it delete. It's somewhere around I think there. It's, I think it was the 19th. Okay. Well, that would be today. Today is the 19th? Yeah, listen, listen. I can't keep up with these dates and okay. such. Um, and the only reason, hang on here. But, but that's why the festival is marked this time to commemorate the birthday. Ah, he was born May 19th. I was correct. Mm-hmm. What made me remember that? Um, I, and his assassination was February the 21st. Mm-hmm. And he was born in Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and we've all heard of Malcolm X. Um, he was a Muslim. He was a, a, a Muslim, the um, American Muslim under the nation of Islam. And then he progressed to another version of Islam. That's right. After his Hajj to Mecca. So, you know, if we understand his 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 trek, his journey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was not just one one way all the way the same Within, way. Yeah. So, he progressed. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, but he's he's, you know, in in some people's limited knowledge. Mhm. You know, they want to pigeonhole him in one way only. Right. Uh so, you know, just just study and understand and, and, and look at the facts. That's right. Um, I'm, I'm reading here, and basically um, he was the spokesman for the Nation of Islam until 1964, mm-hmm. um, an advocate for black empowerment and the pro- promotion of Islam within black communities, human, right, a human rights activist, and um, a prominent figure during the civil rights movement. And, and, and what's interesting about that is um, towards, uh, say, the last year of his life mm-hmm. and then the last year of Martin Luther King's life. And when the two of them came together, um, 
it became more of a humanitarian effort. Correct, correct. Uh, for both of them. Right, even though, and, and correct me, correct me here, they both had somewhat of a different views. Am I correct in saying that? They did, like, but like I said, when they came together, uh-huh. the last year of Malcolm's life, the last year of Martin's life, right. there was more of a synergy rather than the differences. Correct. That, that we uh, assumed that they were different. Mm-hmm. They became more alike um, in their viewpoints. And again, it was more humanitarian and more civil rights. And more civil rights, okay. I have a friend who is a spoken word artist, and I may have it in my phone. Okay, LaWanda said her ETA is about 944. Um, all right. Um, uh, it's, it, it may be in my phone. He is a spoken word artist, and he wrote um, a piece on what if Martin and Malcolm were alive today. Oh, my God. I would love well, we got to hear that. Yeah, it's it pretty powerful. I asked the same question. Yes. And, and you know, how many years ago was it? It was it, the thing was the trend was everyone had these wristbands that said WWJD. Yes. Right? Yes. So I'm asking the question. Yes. In yes. 2023. WWJD. Yes. Huh. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. It's it's pretty powerful. I'm pretty sure it's in my phone because I'm actually working on curating uh, some of his work, some of his written work, original written work. And he has been writing now for a very long time. His name is Traveler, good friend of mine. And um, he sent over that particular piece to me. And you talk about timing. Come on. You talk about timing. It's, it's, it's a heavy one. It's a heavy one. And I am going to... Um, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to I'm looking at my phone now to see if it's there, if it's there. And of course, with his permission, I just text him. Are you up? And with his permission, I'll see if I can read it um, um, over the air. Mm -hmm. But it's 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 pretty powerful. Um, So once again, you are listening to our seat, our table. Um, Today is Malcolm X's birthday. Happy the 19th of May. And tomorrow will be the Malcolm X Book Fest. And we want to hear from LaWanda directly, her vision. You guys are probably hearing me dinging, dinging. Um, Her vision in creating this festival in Winter Park. A lot of times when we, we mention Winter Park, cultural events like this we know the things such as fourth of july the 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 runs the different runs that they have um during the fourth of july during the different holidays the the christmas tree lighting a lot of those traditional events that happen for the majority community so when we can bring when we can have an organizer who sees the importance of having this type of event, this type of cultural event in the community. It's not just for African-Americans, but for everyone as well. So I'm very proud of LaWanda. We support her efforts in doing so. And it happens. To, do you have the flyer? No, I don't have it with okay, me. Okay, I'm going to look it up. But um, <clears throat> to the point of you know, Malcolm and the event, et cetera, I'm looking at an article that highlights some of his more notorious or famous or infamous quotes. Okay. And one of them says simply, education is the passport to the future, for tomorrow belongs to those who prepare for it today. Education is the passport to the future, for tomorrow belongs to those who prepare for it today. 
it doesn't say when he said that, what mm-hmm. year, what have you, but that is timeless, timely uh, for right now. And if we're paying attention to right now, the impact and the efforts and the initiatives to change education um, is even more critical. And to the point of the festival tomorrow, while it may appear to be that it is for every, everyone, it is most critical for those who have been on the back end of, of the education system mm-hmm. that they have not been had full access to everything in education. Correct. And my position on this is that um, you can't sit and expect it to be given to you. And another one of Malcolm's quotations that says, nobody can give you freedom. Nobody can give you equality or justice. Right. Right. Um, you know, if it was if it was, if it was free to, to give it to you, then you have to question, is there a string that is free to take it away? And it has to be something that you take. Your freedom has to be your possession that you take, that you embrace, and that you fully, fully value and manifest. Wow. It has to be yours. Right, right. What about um, his infamous speech? We can never get enough of that one. Which one? Plymouth. Plymouth. Oh. <laughs> we, what, what is it? What you is didn't it? land you on Plymouth, Plymouth Rock. Rock. The Rock landed on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, unpeel that for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Especially, again, when we look at the times that we're in. Hmm. I hmm. mean, hmm. The, okay. the power. Are we going there today? Yeah, we go there every day. <laughs> they just don't get to hear it. See, was it? See, see, <laughs> see. Okay, just like you, you pinpointed my humor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I just can't go to the full extent of the humor because they ain't ready for it. Yeah, see? make them ready. Uh, <laughs> Stay ready. <laughs> well, yeah, born ready. Yeah. Anyway, so, but um, yeah, um, because I I always always say about the so-called emancipation, emphasis on so-called. Right. And, and you, you really need to understand, you know, you know, study that. Study that whole situation of 1865. Mm-hmm. And just last week, we were, uh, my wife and I, we were at the Genealogical Historical Society chapter meeting, and we were talking about, you know, Juneteenth that's coming up. And a few years ago, we had the opportunity to actually be in Galveston, Texas, where the Emancipation Proclamation was read by General uh, Granger. And we saw an actual historical reenactment Mm -hmm. of that reading in costume the whole nine. So that that was probably, I don't know, five or so years ago, maybe even longer. Um, But that really just started piquing our interest in studying that history, and 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 even researching our genealogy, uh, of which we talked to uh, Alberta Gibbs, the president of the local chapter, about genealogy, and and so it's it's more important than just having the social club interaction of of that knowledge. You have to leverage that knowledge into service and into action. It's not what you know, and what I always say is that. Knowledge is simply not power, as we always say. Knowledge is power. No, 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 no. No. Applied knowledge is power. power. So once you get that knowledge, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. 
What, yeah. what what's the service part of that? It's what, when it's what, what is the action part of that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this all ties together as far as the knowledge, the freedom, and it has to be leveraged. What I believe into your independence, because uh, in about six weeks or so, you're gonna you know many people are gonna celebrate the Fourth of July. See, that was a declaration of independence, not simply a declaration of freedom. I mean. Okay, what are you doing with your freedom? What are you doing with it? Okay, uh, and if it, if you believe it was given to you, as opposed to I'm declaring mine, and I own mine, and I'm going to take what is necessary for me, rather than me expecting and assuming that somebody's going to give something to me. Now, that's that's what needs to happen right now. If we're paying attention, to what's going on? And I hope we are. If we're paying attention, to what's going on? Yeah, I I, th- I think we're pa- we are paying attention. Um, I was uh, online the other day, and you know, you try not to get caught up in so much of what is being said. Um, but it, I'm assuming this this um, particular individual who made the comment in the post, um, and it was several several comments, and it was around um, our our uh, the governor, not our, but the governor. Of, of Florida, and um, they wanted to know what we were doing as Floridian. Mm-hmm. One of the comments were like, oh, my goodness, what is wrong with these Floridians? Mm-hmm. Why are they just sitting back and accepting this? Mm-hmm. And it's not the case. I think that we are. I went to um, a meeting or a talk uh, a couple weeks ago done by one of our local professors in um in in a church on how this is going to um and Julian Chambliss I can say his name Julian Chambliss who was a professor here at uh Rollins College now he's in Michigan and one of the things Julian Chambliss said this is all a a a a move um and a way to control thought mm-hmm. it's a way to control mm-hmm. thought mm-hmm. and so i think what's happening to, to me, I'll speak for myself, you can speak for yourself, is that it's coming so quickly. It's coming so quickly. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. As soon as we think, oh, my goodness, the the governor cannot get any worse, um, then he does something else. And my question is always, uh, my, my, my posture is always, um, is this to keep us distracted from the bigger picture. Okay, there's two points. I'll go backwards. Mm-hmm. The last word you said that pops out for me is distraction. And then earlier on, you talked about the suddenness of this is now appearing to be sudden. Correct. I don't think it's sudden. Okay. I think we've been distracted too long. It's too long. Good and point. not paying attention that something has been going on for all this time. Okay. But because if you haven't been paying attention, it appears to be sudden, mm-hmm. and it's like the analogy of the slow slow boil of the frog. Okay, you you've been in this nice comfortable pot. This water temperature is nice. Yes, I'm just chill, I'm laying back. I'm doing backstrokes in this. Yes, I'm comfortable in this environment because I'm distracted by that. Because and I'm then the slow incremental increase of the temperature, and by the time it's two hundred and eleven degrees. And you're one degree away from boiling point. 
it now appears sudden to you. Ah. Okay, but you've been distracted. Good. You've that's been distracted good. from 98.6 to 211. Wow. You've been wow. distracted all that time. Good point. Good point. And now and now it's it's a lot of um reaction. And they're telling and and this governor is telling you to stay asleep. Continue to stay Don't asleep. Don't say and remember I talked about uh, Dr. King's last public sermon, mm-hmm. Remaining Awake. Wake. Remaining Awake. Mm-hmm. Remaining Awake. Yeah. It's important. It's important. Okay. Yeah. So. And, and, and activism, when we speak about the word activism, um, a lot of times it comes with a lot of demonstration. It comes with a lot of uh, movement, a lot of doing. And when we look at, okay, wait a second. When we look at grassroots activism, which I'm, I'm used to and I think it's highly effective. It it comes a point in a time where the actions and the 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 legislations that are being signed again it gives no one and I can't say that. It probably some people again have been aware of this. Um but the response it's like where do we begin to respond? Where do we where do we begin to organize? when there's so much coming down. Okay. Did I hear you say correctly, response? That's the word. Okay, that is the word because mm-hmm. um, th- that's the most critical word as compared to a reaction. Yes. Because a reaction is just temporary. It, it, it's just an outrage and outcry of emotions. Uh, but you have to be more focused and, and, and more functionally focused. Correct. Uh to be response, as I like to say, response-able. Response-able, love it. N- not responsible, to response be response-able. Able. Mm-hmm. And not just responsibility, but to have response-ability. Mm-hmm. And you have, to, you have to be more diligent and intentional and deliberate and focused rather than it, at the moment of my, my feelings are, are pricked and I have a reaction. Correct. That's going to go away like a Ex- mist. That's exactly right. So, um, well, I got I got some good news for you in all of this. Can I share with you? Go ahead, please. Okay, um, um, my spoken word artist friend, who's a like my brother, he will be able to read some of his work, and um, I'm when? so excited. When today? Today, today uh huh. In a few, he told me give him about fifteen ish minutes. Okay, and um, so surprise! Hey, yeah, <laughs> surprise! Um, once again, it, we, we've acknowledged that this is our brother Malcolm X's uh, birthday. Malcolm today. X's birthday. Today. On today. And he would be 98, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. He would have been 98. Wow. Wow. And um, our community partner, Lawanda Thompson, with the Equity Council, the Soku Market, she does a lot of work in the community, in the Winter Park Hannibal Square community, Hannibal Square Winter Park community. Um, I know that she was being honored at a school today. She is the producer organizer of the event, and she will be joining us in a few. She's on her way to the studio. I want her to talk about her vision um, in bringing this into this uh, historic community, bringing it into Winter Park. Again, when we have not seen a lot of uh, cultural events such as the Malcolm X uh, book fest. It's actually a book fest. 
I know that there's going to be vendors, there's going to be performances, but you don't have to wait for performance. I'm going to bring on spoken word artist Traveler. And back, back, back in the day, I used to promote him. And um, he has a very unique situation, a very proud brother. And um, he's going to come on. I'm going to call him up and he's going to read it. It is a very moving piece. And I think he's written this. I'll let him tell mm-hmm. you. But he may have written this. I met him over over 15, 20 years ago. So he had written this prior to me meeting him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this has been, um, this is his original work. So, um, you know, you know how we do. <laughs> we just do it on the fly. And yeah, my, um, my wife was talking about that. Yeah, She's yeah. She's sitting here quietly. I know, I know. In the studio. She doesn't want you to put the microphone on it. But uh, she was saying that... Uh, our production is like the. Uh, it's the, real. What do we call it? The 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 iron iron chef with the mystery box of ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "Here's the box. Open up. Now make something. Now make something." But I, I, I and just, we usually do. Yeah, we do. But uh, uh, I, I just want to add that, uh, and I've said before, but I'll say it again, that uh, Malcolm is on my Mount Rushmore of of the uh, cultural historical, social mm-hmm. uh, fabric. And uh, of all the people we can put on that mountain, of four, it's only four people, but I've, I've chosen four, four that have the alliterative letter that starts their names all with M. Mm. And the first one is Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey. The next one is Meg Evers. And then the next is Malcolm. And then the last one is Martin Luther King. And that's my Mount Rushmore. And that's your Mount and, Rushmore. Uh, you should commission an artist well, to. Yeah, I. It's gonna be. It's gonna. It's coming out. It's coming well, out. It's coming out. And uh, but when I when I think about you know climbing the mountain, you know, and 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 that victory of of hitting the top, the crest, and I, I look to those four. Wow. There's others. There's, there's definitely others that just don't happen to have the letter M that starts with. So <laughs> I just wanted to have that magic of that alliteration of that name. Right. But there's others that I that I really, 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 really like. And, uh-huh. uh, uh, there's there's a famous speech. Hmm. Hmm. You talk about powerful and controversial. Frederick Douglass. That's the one. Uh, what to the slave is the Fourth of July? Have you read that? I I have not recently, um, uh, but I am familiar with it. I am somewhat familiar with it. Hmm. Yeah, there's, I need to read it. There's a lot it, right? of truth in that. It's like a lot of truth in that. And what can you give us some of what it says? I'm I'm just trying to pull up some information here as you're speaking. I haven't committed that to memory. Okay, that's okay. But, but sometime soon we'll we'll talk about that because um, I think there's an appropriate tie-in with that speech with Juneteenth. Okay. I think there's an appropriate time. And as we know, Juneteenth is coming up in June. There's a lot going on, lots going on. I think for the last maybe two years, of course, since it became official as an official holiday, I am seeing events from every city, and it is wonderful to see. I do not need anyone calling me, Barbara, what's going on for Juneteenth? Because it's out there, downtown Orlando, um, Oviedo, Ocoee. So um, I hope everyone is able to connect to 
where Juneteenth events are happening and you're able to be in attendance. I know, of course, Hannibal Square, we're doing something and you're going to see, I'm getting a lot of calls. You're going to see a lot of promotion, um, at least in the following week. Uh, Daryl, Regina, you both were in the house the other night for the opening of an an elegy to Rosewood. An elegy to Rosewood. We had the historian. I'm still buzzing about that. Yeah, yeah. Powerful exhibition, powerful engagement with the historian Lizzie Jenkins. Um, It was just a fantastic evening of support. I don't know about you guys, but I saw a lot of new faces inside of the Heritage Center. Thankfully so. Yes, I was I was very pleased. Um, as we say, it was a diverse um, um, attendance, diverse in attendance, um, um, in age group as well. Um, I, I just thought it was a fantastic showing of support. The top floor was filled. Lizzie it was, said... It was literally standing room. Only. It was standing room only. Now, that's another discussion about the... Never mind. Ah, I want to hear it. Um, Out with it. We there now. We we need more square footage. Oh. And, oh, that's and, a painful oh, discussion. Oh, no, okay. You, You're right. talking about the expansion of the Heritage Center. And, and, and I can go I can go farther. Go for uh, No. Yeah, that not, is no. a that I I We'll am, talk about that later. Yeah. We got work to do. Uh, we, we got have so work much work. To I, do. Yeah, I know. I don't even have time. I don't have the, no, the we, breath to say I'm tired anymore. No, no. We, we got work to do. And we're yeah. going to get it done. Okay. Yeah, that that's that's every and so so um, what's our girl's name? Mariah. Yeah. And um, what's her partner's name? Kiara. Kiara. That's right. Mariah and Kiara. They've been here before, and they are right now featuring um, being featured on a billboard on OBT, it's called Museum with No Walls. Mm-hmm. So I see the Heritage Center, we're probably going to in- expand into a museum okay. with and no walls. I'm, I'm, they're working, well, we're working together. The three of us are working together on another project. Yes. And uh, coming soon, coming soon. Because, yeah, when they were here in the studio, yeah, we connected, we vibed. Yes. And, and we've been in discussions about some things. And there's more to come. Stay tuned. Yes. But that model of a museum with no walls, um, and I know that they're talking about the mu- murals that mm-hmm. they create along with, um, it's called the Art of Collaboration. And in that, they uh, they create um, murals. I know in Eatonville, there's the one of Zora, absolutely beautiful. And so they're creating these murals and making it attainable and accessible in communities Mm -hmm. that you do not see a lot of artwork. So when we talk about expanding the Heritage Center, I say we become um, a museum with no walls. I say we go into communities, uh, pop-up shops. We know how uh, um, uh, important those are from a vendor standpoint, from a community standpoint. So when you can go into a community and just kind of educate um, or enlighten the people in that community, and it's not even so much of educating how the community people can also inspire you, I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Um, We always say that there should be a... um, 
uh, a heritage center in every city. We know Goldsboro has one. We know Sanford has Delan, uh, Daytona has the Mary McLeod Bethune. Um, and so we, we want to see more of those cultural spaces um, in every community. Um, and so Traveler says that he is ready and I am going to get him on the line. What were you saying, Daryl? Um, I just forgot. Ah, but, but don't no, forget, don't I, I was, forget. I was, no, I was uh, skimming through uh, Frederick Douglass' speech about what to the slaves on the 4th of July, and we'll talk about that another time, but I do see a tie-in between that speech and Juneteenth. And Juneteenth. And, and now. Okay. Traveler, are you on the line? Okay. I think he's coming on. Traveler, are you on the line? He's not here yet. Okay. I am going to try him again. We're going to try him again. And again, Traveler is a spoken word artist, and he'll tell you a bit about himself. And this particular piece was written um, years ago, way before I even met him. And he sent it over to me on a project that I'm working on with him in getting his work out. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Talk about the timing. Talk about the timing. Let's see what's up. Traveler, are you on the line? Can you hear me? Franklin, can you hear me? Okay, I'm trying to get him on, guys. He really does exist. He really does exist. He really does exist. Okay, we're going to start from the top. We're going to start from the top. We're going to start from the top. Bear with me. Bear with me here. Yeah, but I, I, I like what you said with the tie-in. What is a distraction? Mm-hmm. And which prompts some to believe that all of a sudden things happen. Okay. Now, no, 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 no. You've been too distracted all of a sudden, and now you realize, ooh, Something just happened. It didn't just happen. It didn't just happen. So it's been happening. Yes, it's been happening, right? You know, when your birthday is coming up, you didn't just turn whatever age, right? It's been happening for you know all along for a while now. All of a sudden, ooh, surprise! It's my birthday. Yep. Travel, you there? Travel, you there? Okay, he's coming, he's coming. I know, speaking of birthdays, Mm. um, so one of the things I am working on in partnership with the Winter Park Playhouse is called Sounds of Soul. It is a night of spiritual storytelling through spirituals, drumming, and spoken word. Mm -hmm. Um, As a way, as a way, June is also Black Music Month, and I think a lot of people don't remember that. So it's Black Music Month. It's also Juneteenth. So this is um, kind of like a Barbara Chandler production, if I do say so myself, in which that we're going to be able to learn, uh, or not so much learn, but hear storytelling from three different forms, through gospels or spirituals, through um, poetry or spoken word, and then also through drumming. And I, I use all of these. This is how we pass down um, our stories, our legacy, 
and that's going to be your birthday celebration. One of them. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. kind of a birthday hog, so. Now, are you one of those that, you know, it's not just one day, you do it for a week and a month? Some people do that. S- they celebrate s- their birthday for the whole month. Yeah, no. I, I was doing that, and um, my 50th came right in the middle of COVID, mm-hmm. and I was planning my 50th for maybe a, a year and a half mm-hmm. as far as, oh, we'll do this and we'll do that and all this. And um, when that happened to me, I definitely took a different look at how I celebrate my birthday. And um, so doing this, because I love the arts, I love uh, uh, June, the month of June, for all that it offers, Father's Day, Caribbean Heritage Month. And so I just wanted to find a way in which to incorporate all the things that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. So I'm also doing an exhibition around Caribbean history downtown and it's a I, i'm calling it a sampler exhibit mm-hmm. um so it's just incorporating the things that i enjoy as well as supporting our local artists mm-hmm. so um i think it's that's that's my way of giving sure yeah all right something is happening not sure what it is um okay not sure what's happening. Why isn't he coming on here? Uh, as far as I know, okay, we're gonna try this a different way then. Hope I'm dialing the right number here. All right, Lawanda is at the door, so I'll let her know that somebody is there coming. She is right there. There, there she is. is. She's in. Okay. And I'm going to be, this is perfect timing as she's coming. She's on the phone right now, but she's at the front door. She's at the front door. She's coming in right now. Ah, she got a rose in her hand. We are live right now, if y'all can't tell. We are live. It's happening on spot, on the fly. LaWanda Thompson has just walked into the building. She's going to mic up. You're listening to Our Seat, Our Table. It's Friday. It's Malcolm X's official birthday. Um, your host, Barbara, is here. Daryl is here. Regina is here. LaWanda just walked in with a red rose. As soon as she gets on the line, she's going to tell us what the red rose is all about. And then I'm also trying to get spoken word artist Traveler on the line. And um, he did a piece years, years, years ago. Um, and that piece is called... What if Martin and Malcolm were still alive? And so on the fly, on the fly, as me and Daryl do things, Daryl likes it structured. And I do no, too. No, no. But it can't I can't always I may like it like that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But you know, Regina knows, yeah, I can adapt, improvise, and overcome. We have to. We and have to be able to. I can make it happen. Yes. But I do kind of prefer some structure. Yep, 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 yep. LaWanda, I'm checking on you. How's your mic? It's, I don't know. Uh, Are you plugged in? (laughs) I don't think you're plugged in. Look on the side and see if you're plugged in. This has a screen. Okay. Make sure you're plugged in. Yeah. So, yes, you are listening to Our Seat, Our Table. LaWanda is here to discuss with you tomorrow's event, the Malcolm X Book Fest. And we are excited to hear about it. I really want to try to get Trav on the line. Um, 
I really want to get him on the line here. Um, to, 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 to. Lawanda, you mic'd up? Hold on here. Let me see. Can you hear me? Can I hear you? Yeah, is she plugged in and her volume up? Turn her volume up. Let's see. Okay, so we're getting Lawanda plugged up. Lawanda, how are you? Rushing. Uh huh. <laughs> that is the story of our lives. What number are you, Lawanda? Just to be sure. Number two? I think so. I think you're number two there, right? Yeah. And we want to hear from you. Yep. 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 Make sure her volume is up as well. It is all the way up. And how is her plug in? She's plugged. She's plugged in well? Okay. All right. Listen, if they can't hear you, somebody will text me and say, we can't hear her. So once again, Lawanda, Lawanda, where are you coming from with a red rose in your hand? Please tell us. Tell us the details. (laughs) Spill the tea. Okay. Spill the tea. So I am coming from a hero honoring ceremony. Yay! And, um, I know that's gonna be bad. That um, I don't see the name of the school. Well, well, they they like to stay private anyway, so it's okay. I was there because my um, my daughter's best friend Dana Watkins was honoring me at her school, so it was a hero honoring ceremony, and um, I had a great time. They were very welcoming. Um, she wrote a very wonderful speech about me, and I'm just. I'm honored, you know. Um, this is, I think, one of those milestones I've been waiting on, you know, serving um, the black children um, of Central Florida, specifically my community, money on the side of town, you know. So um, it's great when they start to realize, like, who's out there serving them, you know, and trying to do things for them. So um, I appreciate that because it's coming from the audience that, I adore that I wake up every morning and I work for the children of my community. Of course, the children in my home, um, my the ones I birthed, and then um, yeah, that's, that's excellent. About. Well, congratulations to you, hey! And so today is Malcolm X's birthday, and because of your efforts, because of your vision. We have a Malcolm X book festival in Hannibal, in historic Hannibal Square at the Martin <laughs> yes. Luther Martin, King. There's that Malcolm Martin connection right there's there. There's yes. a Malcolm Martin. Yes. Lawanda, tell us about your vision here. All right. So three years ago, because we're in our third year. Um, well, first, if, if anyone doesn't know, uh, I'm a retired teacher. Um, I taught seven years uh, in the city of Decatur. And um, when I came to move down here in Central Florida, um, that is when I decided to retire. Um, I felt that, you know, I wanted to kind of get to know the school system a little bit more and how the children are functioning down here so far as uh, uh, education. And then if, you know, after kind of studying it, you know, I would go ahead and go back into teaching or I would just stay retired. So that's kind of, it was like a, I was like a, um, you know, a semi-retirement. I could always come out like the uh, sports players do, right? And so with that being said, um, when I got to know the school systems a little bit more, um, I wasn't very pleased with them. 
Um, I felt like um, there was a lot of disservices going on um, for um, African-American children particularly, and um, one of them being in literacy, definitely. Um, the literacy scores for uh, black children are, are very low here. And so with that being said, I felt like a book festival would be a way for our children to co connect with reading um, and to explore that and to get happy about it, you know, to get happy about books, books that uh, look like them, uh, with uh, characters that look like them and everything like that. And so that's kind of where that part came from. And then, of course, if we study Malcolm X, um, he was illiterate for a part of time in his life. Um, he be, learned how to read uh, while he was in prison. And so reading changed his whole trajectory. You know, it's how he became the iconic person that he is and how he spoke truth to power to his people because he learned so much uh, by reading. And, of course, uh, through education, um, through being a Muslim. And so with that being said, uh, it's his, it was his favorite pastime uh, reading. He always was known to have a book in his hand. He was always known to showcase the importance of reading. And so I felt like children could see one of their iconic leaders from the past um, enjoying reading. And they can also see where reading takes them. And so I brought the two together and I said, you know, I want to honor Malcolm X by having a book festival. You mm -hmm. know, I know he's been honored other ways across the country uh, through just, you know, festivals and things like that. You know, musicians are coming together and, you know, it's a kind of a, it's a little bit of everything at some Malcolm X fest festivals. But here we want to focus on reading. We have the fun, but uh, I wanted to make sure that we got history in the children's hands and that now um, through the, um, the black cultural information, I'm sorry, the, the National Black Cultural Information Trust, um, we've been able to get $16,000 worth of books that now allows us to go from not just putting history in their hands, but all types of genres of, of black books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, children, children can come out and they can pick from the great titles that teach them about who we are as a people, but they can also um, read titles that just allow them to be creative mm -hmm. and, 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 and start to have vision for their mm -hmm. life and what they want to be. And, and you're, you're making those strides. I ran into you yesterday in your preparation for this festival mm -hmm. and why it's so critically important at this time where books are being taken away and you're giving them. And that's the crazy thing about it. I, I kind of seen this coming. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who it was going to come from and how just boom, mm -hmm. it was going to be like in your face like that. But if you went into the schools, our books were missing. Yeah. You know, most of the, most parents, you're not even getting the school book home. And, and that's what we were talking about yeah. before you came in the studio. Uh, this is, for some people, it was all of a sudden because they're not paying attention. Because they're not paying but attention. But if you're engaged and, and they are aware, yeah. okay, and you are awake, yes, it wasn't all of a sudden. It wasn't all of a sudden. No. Okay. It, it, he, anything that currently our yeah. governor is yeah. doing, um, there's a segue. Yeah. And, and so it, it's kind of like a test. He, he's trying to see, will we fight back, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know? Because he already knew there was slightly an open door. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, oh, I'm just going to bust that open. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, because he's getting intel from from those that are in the in the in the educational system, you mm -hmm. know, 
especially when he's dealing with uh, things that are happening in the school. He's getting intel yeah. on on the data. He's getting intel on the interactions that are going on in the classroom. And someone is saying, well, if you do this, they probably won't even do anything. Right. And, see, <laughs> and, and, and as we were driving into the studio, my wife and I were asking, discussing about, you know, how, how bad does something have to get before you will do something? And doing something is not being in an outcry, outrage, asking for help. No, right. doing something is when you're standing flat foot, <laughs> ten toes down, right. full-chested, and you are grabbing right. with your own hands to yes. do. Yes, yes. And, and I asked you the question we were talking yesterday in your preparation uh, for the festival. Um, I get the feeling that too many people, melanated people, don't feel that they can or don't feel that they deserve. Right. Um, and, and that's a sad place to be, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but I understand what we're dealing with here so far as Florida. We have to, we have to go back to our history. Mm -hmm. we, we're in a place where two massacres happen, mm -hmm. you know, that have. Within, that, you know, 15-minute drive. Right. Of, right. So we got Rosewood. Well, that's a little farther, but you got right. a Coe. And then about we got a Coe. Those women right here, yeah. right? And so there's a ripple effect that happens, mm -hmm. you know, from something like that of that magnitude. There is there is a change that happens in 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 a person in a community mm -hmm. when something like that happens, and it is long standing. There's already research that says when you go through traumatic event, it changes your DNA. It changes how yeah. you care and perceive things because you may feel that if you gave too much care, it would be unsafe. And not just the direct des descendants of that. Right. The research has also indicated, big word coming, epigenetic trauma. Right. That has been passed on through that DNA epigenetically. Right. right. Uh, so it might be three, four generations down the line who were not actually there. Right. But the scar is there. The scar is there, right. And that's kind of the point of why I wanted this festival to be centered around children. Because mm -hmm. we're we're trying to change that DNA, you know. We're trying to we're trying to show them this is an environment where you can enjoy learning about you. you. Don't have to learn about you in secret. I know there may be even people in your family that don't talk about the past because it's hurtful, it's traumatic, and it's like I don't I know for me in my age bracket, you know, you can go ask your your grandma or your uh, grandfather about certain things, and they'd be like, I don't I don't want to talk about that, right, right. you know. Or we don't talk about that, right. you know. And so I, I, it, it took a minute to get to that point of where I had to do my research and do my learning or whatever to get to the point that I am now. Mm -hmm. But we're trying to rush that along for these mm -hmm. little ones. And so, uh, you know, part of the festival, like we have a book parade. You know, we let the children come. And that's the fun part, you know, be with the band. They get to dress up as their favorite book character. They get to se get to know that reading is fun. Um, it's enjoyable. It's creative, you know. Uh, we have an entrepreneurship fair for kids. We want them to know that they are free to exercise their right to do business now, you know. Mm -hmm. um, they don't have to wait till they're older. And then, of course, giving the books away, you yeah. know. Um, that's that's very important because uh, the home libraries are, are a necessity for black families, wow. you know, period. Yeah. We have to have home libraries in order for our children to always be able to access our history any time that they have a thought or a question or a wonderment about 
who they are as black people and what has gone on in our past and where we're projected to go so far as our future. That needs to be in hands reach at all times. And so that's what we want to increase by making sure that the children have the books at home, you know, because we're concerned about the book ban so much at school because we know there's a lack at home. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I was sharing with you yesterday what what was the inspiration for me to read Mm -hmm. as a child. And I was probably maybe two or three years old. Mm -hmm. And I was watching my father at home sitting on the couch reading the newspaper. And I wanted to be like my dad. Right. Okay. And so just visualize, here's this little toddler uh, trying to physically coordinate his leg crossing and holding the newspaper <laughs> that is bigger than him, mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. and trying to be like my dad. But that that's my first visual memory and recollection of, of my inspiration to read. Yes. And, yes. and so when I got to first grade, I was already reading, and I was able to skip a grade. And I remember that process of that interview it was a literacy mm-hmm. interview. Right. Read this and then talk about what you read. Talk can about can what you, you read. Right. can you articulate rhetorically mm-hmm. and with comprehension what you read? Right. And uh, so <laughs> that's why it's important. And we also talked touched on that uh, even right now as we speak, that most who are incarcerated are either functionally or semi or actually literally mm-hmm. illiterate. So, uh, and, and how it is pipelined within the education system through uh, testing right? as early as third grade, right. standardized testing. Right. If they to know identify your literacy right. uh, that you can be projected and pipelined. To go to prison, right. If they know by third grade that you're scoring a, a one on, um, on a literacy test, then they, they are going to project you that you could probably more than likely go to prison mm-hmm. so, so give us the details i'm sorry lawanda so give us the details we got about three minutes left give okay. us the details for tomorrow's event all right so um the malcolm x book fest is at mlk park it is being hosted by our ancestor uh reverend dr martin luther king okay <laughs> uh, so um come to mlk park we are right there in winter park i believe this is the only mlk park in central florida so far as i know and so it's not hard to find you can put it in your directional you'll get right there i think it's off of denning and morse 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 boulevard and denning drive right denning drive right and we'll be right behind the winter park library and so uh you'll find us in that clearing space and we we're starting off uh with our book parade again your children can dress up as their favorite book character make sure they bring a change of clothes uh we'll have young black in action uh, nice. central florida's oldest uh youth band will be there to uh to bring in all the festivities um and then after that uh we have uh numerous musical artists um that are there for to perform we have um poets coming in um to give us spoken word and then um we're just you know enjoying uh picking out books every child uh, can come and get three book titles um, while supplies last. And so we'll have the table set up. We'll have volunteers. Let the children peruse the titles. Let them pick uh, what's important to them. Uh, we'll have them separated uh, from uh, elementary reading books, K through 6, and then from uh, middle school and high school. Um, we also, every year, um, as what we've done even before we got the grant, which is we make sure to 
uh, give away as many autobiographies and Malcolm X as we possibly can to our middle school and high schoolers. And so we'll have that. We also have uh, Dr. King's uh, last autobiographical piece, which is Where Do We Go From Here? And we added an additional book this year, uh, which is a collection of speeches uh, of Mark, uh, Honorable Marcus Garvey. Nice. And so um, they can also uh, get one of those titles. So my hope is that uh, our older children that have returned to the book festival again, and they may already have um, those books if they've been the past two years, um, they can get the Marcus Garvey book. And so that's kind of what we do. We want to, in, you know, we don't want to just Hey, there's Bob from Dutch Coast. You're listening to 91.5 What time does everything start? Um, we start at 1 o'clock, and we end at 6 p.m. Excellent. Hey, LaWanda, we want to thank you so much. We want to congratulate you on the third annual round of applause on the third annual Malcolm X Book Fest. And we want to thank our listening audience. You've been listening to Our Seat, Our Table. Daryl, thank you once again for joining us. We Thanks were, for having me. Yes. And we were not able to get Traveler on the line, but we will work to bring him on next week. Um, it will be a post uh, Malcolm X's tribute uh, via uh, spoken word. Once again, you've been listening to Our Seat, Our Table, the Leadership Lounge. We'll see you again next week. Stay safe, everybody. Blessings.